Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. On this podcast, we are going to dive a little bit deeper into something I think I've mentioned a couple times, including last uh, podcast and blog, which is something I call iterative songwriting. Man, struggle to get that word out. So, um, the obviously the idea of this is based on iteration. So, if you don't know what iteration is, uh, don't worry. I'm about to tell you. So iteration is is basically repetition of a sequence of operations in order to get over to get ever closer to a desired result. Uh found that definition after some Googling to be like, all right, what's what's a good simple definition for iteration? I thought that was a good one. Um so repetition of a sequence of operations. So repetition of something or things, repetition of something, in order to get closer to a desired result. So you're not trying to finish right away. You're not trying to make something bad, good, instantly. It is a process. It's a process where with every step, you get that little bit closer. And iteration can be seen everywhere in our lives. Now for me, um, I get this mostly from being a software developer where we have things, um, in agile methodology, uh, called iterations. And the idea is that basically it's usually two weeks. So we'll go with two weeks for this example. Um, usually we have two week sprints is what we call them. And in those two weeks, basically we get as much done as we can, where we, you know, fix some bugs with the app. Maybe we add a new feature. Maybe we enhance a feature that we created before. And the idea is that we just make the app one level better every iteration and then release it. So we just keep incrementally making it a little bit better, a little bit better between fixing bugs and adding new functionality and enhancing functionality that we had before that needs to be made better. So, for example, let's let's take a to-do list app. And don't worry, we're going to connect this to songwriting, so bear with me. So let's take a to-do list app. Let's say we start with just basic to-dos. So it's literally an app where there you can click and add a to-do, and that's it. So the next iteration, after that first iteration where we just create that basic app, the next iteration we might add priority level, levels. So we add priority levels one through three. Because we think the users just need priority one, two, and three. That's what they want. So the next iteration, we realize that the priority levels aren't really functioning correctly or as well as we thought they would. So we sort of fix them. And then we also add levels four and five. Because we think, yeah, I don't think three levels is enough. We need five. So we fix them. And we're adding new levels. That iteration. The next iteration, we find out turns out the users don't want priority levels. They want due dates instead. So this iteration, we replace 
the priority with a due date. So we put a date picker in there, which is, you know, the thing if you're in an app, you click and, you know, a little calendar thing appears and you can select a date. Um, but the date picker we chose is garbage. So users are complaining because it takes too long to select a date that's like a year from now. They have to, I'm sure you've experienced this, where you like annoyingly have to like click an arrow. So, you know, right now, as I'm recording this, it's June. So say I want to put, Feb, let's say March of next year. And I have to go month by month. So I have to keep clicking right over and over until I, I get all the way through the months. July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, all the way to March. That's pretty annoying, right? It takes way too much time. I don't want to have to deal with that. So we fixed that date picker so that is quicker and easier. It's something where you can click on a, a year and then just change the year and then click on the month word and then all the months come up and you can click on the month you want and then boom, click the date, done. So that would be an, uh, a high level um, look at sort of what iterative design is and what, what making something better through iteration is. Um, it's not, you know, here's all these things we need to do with this app. Go do them. It's all right, let's just make a, for a basic to do. And then you make it a little bit better by adding the levels and then a little bit better by fixing the levels and then adding more levels and a little bit better by realizing the levels are trash and you should do a due date instead a little bit better by making the due date picker a better date picker. And that's, that's, that's really what's the heart of iterative design and iteration in general. And before I connect this to songwriting, in case you're a little lost, I'm going to give you one more example that hopefully we all can relate to a little bit more. And that's making a yard nicer. So maybe one day you mow the grass, right? So it's a little bit better now. Before your grass was long and gross and terrible and your wife was like, man, like why, why are you so lazy? Just go out and mow the lawn. And now the grass looks nicer. But here's the thing. You didn't weed whack, so it looks kind of terrible along the fence. So the next day you go out and do weed whacking. So now the grass is looking pretty good. But you're not done, right? That's not the only thing there is to a yard. So the next day you water the grass because the grass is looking a little brown. And then you trim the bushes because the bushes are a little out of control. They're just kind of everywhere. So now it looks even that little bit better. And then the next day you put new mulch down because now that you cut back the bushes, you saw the mulch and you're like, wow, that's really faded. Um, basically looks like wood chips, which is basically what it is, but I don't want it to look like that. So you go out and get some, some of that dark, rich looking mulch and put that down. And then the next day you do some gardening. You cut back some plants, you plant some new ones, you want some new flowers, there's little section where some plants had died, so you plant some new ones. And see, through this whole process, you know, just one step at a time, you made your yard go from out of control, even the grass isn't mowed, the bushes need to be trimmed and they're everywhere, and the flower garden looks like junk. And, and it, iteratively, you, day by day, made, made the yard nicer. You didn't make it nice overnight in one day. 
you did it a little bit at a time. So that's what this is. And for songwriting, there's basically three different levels that we can look at for this iteration concept. And it's at the section level, so making a whole verse better or a chorus better. Line level, which is just, you know, maybe gutting a line, totally changing the line. And then we can even get to a word level where there's just a word that just doesn't quite seem right to us or it seems like it could be better. And we're going to go through a little example of what that looks like based on something I did actually very recently for a song that will be on my EP that should be coming out at the end of this year. Just to show you a little bit of what what this results in and, and what this looks like and, and the power of it. And a large portion of the power of it is say you have a section of your song that you're just, you're not happy with. So you just rewrite it all over again. Say it's four lines. You type a new four lines. That's not good either. You type a new four lines. That's not good either. And the reason that none of these might be good is because you're not always going to be able to just write out four lines and, oh, the four lines are great and couldn't possibly be any better. Like, that's that's just not how it works. That's not really how anything works. So we're going to dive a little bit into showing you what this process actually looks like when it comes to writing a song. So this example we're going over is from a song that I mentioned is going to be on my EP that will come out this year, Um, or if things go poorly, maybe (laughs) the beginning of next year. Uh, The song is called Flightless, and it's the second verse of the song. So... I've been working on this song for a while. I've had parts I really loved and and uh, have been done with for a while. But the second verse, je- or sorry, the second chorus, because I actually changed the chorus lyrics in this song. But the second chorus just wasn't working for me. And I knew that I sort of just threw this together just so that I could have a, a second chorus. I knew more or less what I wanted to say. But I knew that I hadn't taken enough time to really make a good second chorus. So, I'll, I'll, I'll read you the, the version I started with, which is, isn't great. And it's, I know that, oh, so here, here's the context. Context is basically old man implied to have Alzheimer's, um, that has sort of is, is has taken taken a bird in that was supposed to fly south for the winter but did not because it had injured its wing and this whole thing happens where like the bird is sort of reflective of this old man's love for his kids but it's also sort of reflective of um his own self and, and how, you know, his current self is sort of implied to be in a nursing home. So he can't help himself at this point in some ways. And so there's a whole thing, but that's basically the context There's more to it, but it's not that important to what we're talking about. So, um, started with this, 
I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. And I hear your melody. You think you don't belong. And I gotta be honest. I just like rolled my eyes at that rhyme. I just, I hate it. I, just, I hate it. It's just, it's so, it feels so corny. It's just, it's, and, and I, I, I try to avoid corniness like the plague. Um, which makes writing love songs fa- fairly difficult when I, when I do try to do them because it's, it's, it's a very hard line to, um, ride. But anyway, uh, I'll read it again. I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song and I hear your melody. You think you don't belong. So I knew I hated those last two lines. I just, I just don't like them. I, I think they're, I don't know, they're corny and I don't like them. And they're not really getting across the point I want um, to get across. I kind of want to move the song forward a little bit more in this chorus. Um, so I start out by changing those last two lines, just totally changing them. So the next version, the next iteration of it was, I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. So that's the same. Um, cause I, I, I like that part and you know, it's not perfect, but I like it. Um, he's sort of reflecting himself in the bird, um, that he is also, you know, the pain of a lonely heart that has to cheer himself cause there's nobody else to do it for him or whatever. And so anyway, so the new part is, I know how hard it is to always stay so strong. I don't love this either. I like where the message is going compared to, and I hear your melody, you think you don't belong, which doesn't move forward, right? So if you take, I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, you already know that the bird has a lonely heart, right? And so does this old man. Or that's implied, at least. Um, and and I hear your melody. You think you don't belong. Like that, that's the same thing, right? It's just saying the same thing in a different way. That's more corny, right? Which is super unideal. So that was the first version, right? So now, at least, with I know how hard it is to always stay so strong. Now we're at least not repeating ourselves. We're not saying the same thing. We're saying something new. And something a little closer to to maybe what I want to say. But I don't love this. It's kind of boring. Like, I know how hard it is to always stay so strong. Like, that sounds like it's been said before. And I don't know. Whatever. So, third version. Again, we're just changing those last two lines because... They're, they're just so much weaker than the first two still. So I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. The heart's the same again. Living in a silent world where burdens don't last long. Now, first of all, this is, this is the first rhyme that just doesn't feel really corny to me. And I think that's because finally I've found a, a final line that I like. So I do like the where burdens don't last long. Um, because at this point it's making a a commentary. So we have a bird with a broken wing, right? Who wouldn't survive the winter if it wasn't for this man who is healing him is, you know, healing his broken wing or whatever. And then the old man with Alzheimer's in a nursing home also feels he is a burden. Now, obviously we're not, we're not getting to the, the end of the song or the message of the song at this point, but, 
um, part of what I'm saying in this, in, in this song and really this whole EP is, is the, is the value of life. So, you know, I, as the writer for what it's worth, do not agree that he's a burden, but for somebody who is in that situation to feel like they are a burden or to feel like the world sees them as a burden, um, in this day and age where I feel life is not always treasured the way it should be, um, for this man to feel like a burden. So so I finally like where that last line's going. So we have, I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers herself a song, living in a busy world, or sorry, living in a silent world where burdens don't last long. I don't love the living in a silent world because I know what I was trying to say there. And that's, you know, this old man lives in the silent world of the nursing home where he's sort of isolated from the rest of people. Um, but I don't love that. It's, I don't love it for just many reasons, including like, it could be confusing, right? Like silent world, silent world. If anything, it's an overly loud, busy world. Right. And also I feel like I don't really want to comment on the nursing home situation. I want to comment on the entire world's sort of, or, you know, at least the nation's view of this man in, in a nursing home. And, um, so if anything, that's, that's more what I want to comment on, not like the nursing home itself. Like I, I have nothing to say about nursing homes specifically. Um, so, so anyway, so, so I know that this living in a silent world thing needs to go cause it's not, it's not, um, putting the focus where I want it to be. So, Here's the next iteration. I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. So that part has stayed the same so far. We have not changed any of that. Living in a busy world where burdens don't last long. Now, I don't love this because I actually like the sound of this even less. Like living in a silent world at least sounds interesting, even though I think it's, 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 I don't want to say it's a fake, but like it sounds cooler and more meaningful than it is. Um, it does have some meaning again in the nursing home context, but again, that's not what I want to talk about. That's not what I'm trying to comment on. Um, living in a busy world though, it's now, instead of the silent world of the nursing home, a busy world is implying the world around him is too busy to care, um, about him because he's no longer quote unquote useful to society. Um, so now, even though I, I like the lyric less, just by itself, living in a silent world versus living in a busy world, like I like silent world better. But living in a busy world is more is more down the avenue of what I'm trying to say here. So in that way, we've iteratively made it better. But we're not done. Because I don't like living in a busy world. So again, though, we're just going to change that line because I like where burdens don't last long. That's, that's exactly the sort of line that I want there where there's a lot of questions asked. Um, is he actually a burden? Does he truly feel like he is a burden? Um, does he feel he's unfairly seen as a burden? Does he feel he's fairly seen as a burden? Does he think he's a burden or does he think other people think he's a burden? Like there's many questions that come from there and I, I like that. Um, so again, we're just going to change that, that third line. So I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. 
living in an absent world where burdens don't last long. And I definitely like this better. Um, it's sort of saying a similar thing, but um, just two sides of a coin, if 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 you will. Um, so living in a busy world, so the world's too busy to pay attention. Um, versus living in an absent world, a world that's just totally absent, not not paying attention because they're absent. So there's two different tones towards the same idea. Um, but absent isn't really what I feel is the reason that the world would see him as a burden. So we're going to change that line again in this next iteration. I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself a song. Living in a restless world where burdens don't last long. So first of all, I like the word restless. And I could be wrong, but I think that with busy, I sort of, I did like a synonym search because I'm like, okay, let me find similar words to busy that have like different connotations. And I think I got some of these other ones. I'm not totally sure on that, but so now we have this restless world and this, I, I really like because the world is just so restless, you know, to, to sort of do their own thing and live their own life. And, and they're too busy doing them to worry about, again, quote unquote, burdens like this old man and the bird. So I finally have that third line that I really like. But now it, it's not perfect. So we have, I know the pain of, a, which I'm not saying that even the final product's perfect, but... Um, so now, now we have, I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. That part hasn't changed yet. Living in a restless world where burdens don't last long. So now at this point is when I looked at, I know the pain of a lonely heart and I'm like, ah, pain isn't exactly what I want to say here. I don't disagree with it. It's not wrong, um, but it's not exactly what I'm trying to say. So I'm like, okay, what what is that feeling? Pain, pain is sort of vague, right? Like like pain can has you know, is it a searing pain? Is it a subtle pain? Like there's so many different pains, um, and I wanted a, a word that evokes a little bit more. So I came up with I know the grief of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. So I, I just changed that one word. I know the grief of a lonely heart. And I thought, well, that seems just a little overdramatic. And it makes me think of Charlie Brown too much. So I don't want that. So again, we're just going to change a word, a single word again. Everything else is the same. I know the ache of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, living in a restless world where burdens don't last long. And now we're getting somewhere. I really like this. The ache of a lonely heart. And I feel like as, as somebody who has spent time feeling lonely for different reasons. Um, pain is true, but ache really gets at the heart, for me at least, of, of what loneliness feels like. This aching. It's not quite pain. It is pain, but it's sort of a... It's, 
it, it's an ache. I don't know. Like it, it's hard to describe, but, um, for me that evokes exactly that feeling or at least how I have that feeling. So now we're at, I know the ache of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song living in a restless world where burdens don't last long. And now the final version, which is the current version is one more change away. And that's that I don't love living in a restless world. Living in, I mean, it's true, um, but I don't love that. I feel like we can do a little more with that. Um, so I know the ache of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. Clinging to a restless world where burdens don't last long. Because this to me evokes the idea that before, right? So let's take it before. I know the ache of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, living in a restless world where burdens don't last long. At this point, you're living in the world where burdens don't last long. And how the old man or the bird feels about this world is not really, it's not really said, right? They're living in the world, but are they, are they bitter against the world? Do they love the world? Um, do they want to stay with the world? Do they want to be relieved from being with the world? Living in a restless world doesn't really answer that question. But when we say clinging to a restless world, that gives a whole new level here. So now I know the ache of a lonely heart that shears itself with song because he himself has had this ache or has this ache of a lonely heart clinging to a restless world where burdens don't last long. So now you see that, you know, the old man saying he can relate to, to clinging on to this world that's just too restless to, to come back and help um, or, to, or to spend time. But you're clinging to it. You, you want them. You want the world to pay attention to you. You haven't given up. You don't want to be left alone. You, you want to be able to keep up. And you want for people, or for the world in general, um, to care and to not go on without you. But they're restless. They're restless, so they're trying to go on without you. And you're desperately clinging behind. So now... I'm finally saying what it is I want to say. And, and to be honest, part of, of what I wanted to say with this, I was discovering as I was doing this hitter of change. So now that we've gone through this, these 10 or so versions, um, let's say where we started and where we ended. So we started with, I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. And I hear your melody. You think you don't belong. Which is fine, I guess. I don't even want to call it fine, but it's fine, I guess. I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, and I hear your melody. You think you don't belong. I hate that as repeating itself. Basically, the last two lines just double down on what the first two are saying, but in a more corny way. I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, and I hear your melody. You think you don't belong. The final version is, I know the ache of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, clinging to a restless world where burdens don't last long. World's better. World's better. Just, I mean, again, I'll, I'll say it again. I really hate the first version. 
for multiple reasons, including the fact that I can hear my own laziness when I first wrote it with the, and I hear your melody, you think you don't belong. It just, it just drives me crazy. Um, but I really love, I know the ache of a lonely heart that shears itself with song, clinging to a restless world where burdens don't last long. Um, because it's, it's saying so much in those four lines. Like the first version really just says two lines worth of material. I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. Literally all, I hear your melody. You think you don't belong. Literally all that saying is, yep, I can relate to your loneliness. That's literally all that that's saying. And those four lines, that's all that's saying. I know the ache of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, clinging to a restless world where burdens don't last long, says so much more. Says so much more. Beyond just the ache of a lonely heart versus pain of a lonely heart, which is much more of a, just specific, I guess. Um, beyond that, now, now, now we know their attitude towards the world. And the, the world's attitude towards them and why it is they're lonely. Why is it they're lonely? Because there's a restless world, a restless world trying to move on without them. And they're clinging to it. They don't want it to go. And what kind of world is it? It's a world where burdens don't last long. So it comments on what they feel the world sees them as. Because it's clinging to a restless world. And in that world is where burdens don't last long. And you could even say that based on the fact that they're clinging to a restless world, they haven't given up. They don't, they don't really think that they're just burdens. They might be starting to believe it because of how the world's treating them. But they don't really believe that. So they just have a maybe slightly defeatist look of understanding that that's how the world sees them. So I hope that this has this this little deep dive uh, into the actual process uh, that I went through to sort of iterative iteratively, man, I'm having having a hard time with that word today. Uh, I guess it's because in software development we're all saying iteration. We never say, we don't say it, iteratively as much, so I don't, I'm not as practiced with saying it, but I hope that, that with this process, me pulling back the curtain, um, with, with very, I'm I'm glad I saved this, actually, I, I do tend to save every lyric, but this time I explicitly, um, made sure to save every version I had, and I'm glad I did, because we get to pull back the curtain and see what iterative come on really iterative there we go songwriting uh really looks like and i hope that you can see the the power of it uh through this and see sort of how i did it where like i'll change it by line because the whole lines are just garbage because it's repeating the same thing and then um or sorry not lines but almost sections like half of the chorus exactly half of it then i started just changing it by a specific line because I finally had a fourth line I liked but the third line needed work needed work and then I went back and started changing just words you know from pain to ache um, and instead of living in clinging to 
So the changes just kept getting smaller and smaller. So, you know, this might not even be the final version. You know, I might end up with, I know the ache of uh, something besides Lonely Heart. Maybe there's something better than Lonely Heart that is more specific to what I want to say. And, and that's the power of iterative songwriting. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> um, is is it, all the small victories. And these small victories really add up. And if you can learn to take... You know, just be happy with those small victories. Those small victories will add up and create a great lyric. Um, because, again, and I'll leave you with this. I know this podcast has gone a little long. Hopefully it was really useful to you. Um, I'll leave you with this. The before and after. Uh, through all this iteration. I know the pain of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song. And I hear your melody. You think you don't belong. <sighs> And then the final version, well, so far, the current version. I know the ache of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, clinging to a restless world where burdens don't last long. Much better. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.